0: Welcome to Through the Eyes of a Martial Artist, a podcast by Michael Davila. I'd like to thank a couple of people that's helped me along this journey of podcasting. I'm very, very new to the podcast and didn't have any idea how to do it. So the best way to do it is just jump into it, right? So after my first podcast, I got a message from Tim Henderson. He said, give me a call. I was thinking, oh crap. Now, Tim Henderson was my Sergeant when I was with the Baton Rouge City Police. He's a great sergeant, a great leader, and uh, he taught me a lot. So when he called, when he, he sent a message, I figured, oh, crap, you know, he's going to blast me. He's going to say, are you, you stuttering too much or you don't sound confident or, you know, I know the mic, I had mic issues and it was sounding very bad. So I was like I was getting ready for it. But he was very, very, uh, very complimentary. And he said, you know, he gave me some advice, gave me some things, different things to use, told me that I need to get a mic, he even sent me the link to where to get the mic. So he has what's called a podcast called Big Head on the Block. Got about three seasons. He's been doing it for a while. And I'm telling you, if you're interested in police work or you like crime stories or anything like that, go listen to him. Big Head on the Block. He's one of the best there is out there, I think. I also like to thank uh, Jeremy Bigner. He's got a podcast called A Man Apart Podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to sharing the experiences of survivors one story at a time. I met him... Uh, I think I called him to I think I called him to display interest in his podcast and uh, talk to him about it. And this was before I even decided I wanted to do a podcast. and uh we talked for like two days for like six to eight hours. We talked a long time. We just he was telling me about why he did his, started his podcast and things like that. And um when I started mine, he messaged me and, um, <clears throat> he messaged me and was telling me, uh, give me advice. he liked the show, he, you know, give me different advice to, some similar to what Tim Henderson did. So I really want to thank him for, uh, all the advice and going to try to use some of that, but his podcast is called a man apart podcast. Be sure and check him out. So I had a school in Central in the early 90s. It was a size place, and uh, I rented a space in there for like two, three nights a week. Uh, it was over there by where Central Middle used to be in that shopping center, I think where Tractor Supply is now. And uh, anyway, I was teaching there, and I had a one night a parent, a mom and dad brought in their kid. This kid was I mean, he was, he's about my height, but he was huge. He was probably 200 pounds, built like a tank. And uh, they said, you know, we're, this is, they introduced themselves and said, this is our son, Scott Kennedy. We'd like him to take uh, karate because he needs to learn some discipline. I was like, okay, well, we'll give it a shot and we'll see what we can do. So back then I was about in my early twenties and I was a sheriff's deputy and I was developing a, uh, I was also a fourth degree black belt. Uh, I had developed a taste for fighting and I just love the fight. And uh, so I started, I was teaching, as I was teaching Scott, he was was a mouthy kid, always asking questions, always trying to buck the system. And uh, so I'd kick, when I'd kick him and punch him, I wouldn't hit him hard. I'd just tap him, let him know I was there. So I'd kick toward the face and just lightly tap him. And uh, I mean, it just repeatedly every night, every time we fought, I, you know, I'd, I'd show him where his openings were and, you know, to cover and all this other stuff. And, and uh, I thought I was making some headway until one night he stopped. He said, we put our pads on and he, he said, you know, you've given me everything you've got and you can't you hadn't even hurt me. He said, I don't think you can hurt me. You can't you can't put me down. You can't stop me. I think I know more than you. And I looked at him and I was like, really? I said I was just tapping you just to show you where your openings were. You know this. I'm not trying to kill you or anything. This is how you learn. He said, "Well, this is bullshit." I said, "Really?" I said, "So would you like me to show you really how you know how this really works?" He said, "Sure." And so we we got up at the line and he blew a kiss at. Me. Well, I was twenty. I was in my early twenties. He was about fifteen, and uh, I I thought twice about it about just beating the crap out of him, but I decided now I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to pepper him up enough and you know, teach him a lesson. So I told the class, I said, anybody who doesn't like blood, doesn't want to see broken noses, nothing like that, I suggest we go ahead and bow out because uh, I'm going to take care of Mr. Scott's mouth here. And uh, so nobody left. They all wanted to see. So we started fighting, and I beat the crap out of him. I blacked both of his eyes. Till they swole shut, broke his nose. I mean, it just did damage on him. I wasn't going all out. I was just... I I did enough to, to where he knew that I could hit him harder, but I didn't. So he bows out at the end of the night and goes home. So the next class, in walks his parents. They said we need to talk to you. I said sure. So we sat down, and his mother gave me the third degree. We don't pay you don't you know we don't pay you to beat our son up. I don't know what kind of bully you are. Blah blah blah, and if we're gonna sue you and all this other stuff. And I was just sitting there, and Scott was looking. He had to barely, barely through his his eyes were still swollen shut, and he uh, he could barely see out of them, and he was you know kind of had this smirk on his face. And so I sat there and I listened to her letter. Let or, you know, berate me and do everything else, and I said, Okay, so did your son tell you what he did? And then Scott just sunk down in his chair and looked down at the ground. His dad looked over at him and he says, Oh, I know what this is about. I said, so your son, did your son tell you that he blew kisses at me? Did your son tell you that he uh, pretty much challenged me and said I couldn't hurt him and that I, all this was bullshit and all that? And then and it, his mother was just sitting there speechless. And she started apologizing and her dad. His dad took him up, got him up, brought him outside. And I don't know what he said to him, but when Scott came back in, he was a different man. And uh, so he apologized, his mother apologized, his father apologized. I think they paid for six months in advance. They were just so they they, they realized that I had enough and I wasn't going to take his, you know, I wasn't going to take no crap off a student. Uh, that's just how I used to teach. And uh, I think he learned his lesson back, you know, with that. So a few nights later, another student that uh, had been taken, he'd been out for a little bit he came in and he heard about what, uh, what I did to Scott. And, uh, after class, he says, Hey, Mr. Mike, let me, let me talk to you. I said, okay. So he tells me, he said, so I heard what happened. I heard, you know, you beat him up pretty bad. His parents gave you the, the fifth degree and all this other stuff. I said, yeah. I said, but I, I think we, I think it's handled. I think he's all right. He said, well, I just wanted to tell you that, me and Scott and a few others got into a a while back. We got into, before we started karate, we got into a, a I guess, a gang fight, as, as they call it. And he, um, Scott got hit with a table leg with a screw sticking out of it across the head, split him open. He was bleeding all over the place. And uh, he was still fighting. He was still just mowing through people. And uh, after the fight, they, you know, they stopped. They looked at him and said, oh, my God, we got to bring you to the hospital. You got this gash on your head and you're bleeding all over the place. He says, I want to go to McDonald's before we go to the hospital. And they were like, man, you're going to probably bleed out, man. We got to get you to the hospital. He said, nope, we're going to McDonald's. So they went to McDonald's and he ordered a cheeseburger with no cheese. So when they brought it to him, it was a hamburger and a hamburger wrapper he looked at it and he said no this is not what i ordered so they looked at him kind of confused and they said but sir is a it's a hamburger he said no i ordered a cheeseburger no cheese so after much discussion and argument manager came and he said, Uh, oh, I know what he wants. So they gave him a they wrapped the hamburger in a cheeseburger wrapper and gave it to him. So he opened it up, looked at it, had no cheese. He says, Thank you. Why couldn't you do that in the first place? So after listening to this, my only thought was, I should have hit him harder. So a few years later I opened a school in Brulee, Louisiana, and in walked Scott Kennedy. He told me, Hey man, I dropped out before, but now I'm, I really want to get my black belt. So we began training. Found out he was working for as a bouncer for a after-hours nightclub uh, on the weekends. And he told me, hey, man, why don't, why don't you come bounce with me at the club? I was like, nah, I, you know, I work full-time. I teach four nights a week. I really don't have time for it. So he says, hey, man, but you'll get beat up a bunch of smart asses." So I looked at him and I said, I'm game. So we worked at the club, and after a while, we got bored with beating out all the people that were there. So then we'd leave after work at about four, five, six o'clock in the morning, go to the karate club, and then beat on each other for a few hours and then go to sleep. So the big day came. and was Scott's Black Belt Test. We got up, and we did the movements and the katas and all that that were required for black belt that took about an hour. Once that was finished, then we went straight into fighting. So he put his pads on, and I told him, "You better buckle up because this is gonna be a ride." He said, "I'm down for it." So he was already tired as crap, and we started sparring. Then I put him against another person. Then I put again, put him against two people. Then I put him against three people. So when we sparred, this wasn't just a regular tapping each other and got after. We tried to hurt each other. This was like MMA before MMA was even thought of. We were getting down. So after about an hour of this, I stepped in and I told Scott, all right, now here's the real test. You're going to fight me and you're going to fight me until I get tired. So he was bent over, had his hands on his knees, gasping for breath. And uh, he looks up, he stands up and he looks at me, says, bring it. So we go at it and uh, I'm hitting him, tagging him and he's he's getting a few shots in on me. Pretty good shots. but And then he stops and he says, you know what? I don't think you can knock me down. I said, challenge accepted. So we're sparring a little bit and then I punched him right in the face and dropped him straight to one knee. He stayed there for a second. I said, see, I can knock you out. I said, but I only used about a quarter of power. Shall I use more? He looked at me, shook his head. He says, no, that'll be okay. So we continued fighting and at one point he fell and he landed, he rolled on the ground and he ended up with his back against the wall. And he's laying there, he's just heaving, just, just, he didn't have anything left. And I punched a wall right next to him, punched a hole in the sheetrock. I said, get up or the next one's your head. So he got up and then we sparred some more and then he was, uh, he started looking like he wanted to throw up. I said, boy, are you about to throw up? He said, yes. I said, You better not throw up on my floor. So he ran to the bathroom. I followed him. I'm punching him in the back of the head. He's over the toilet. He's got his head down and he's throwing up in the toilet. I mean, he must have thrown up his toenails. He threw up so much. Then I I looked at him. I, I stopped punching him. I said, flush. So he flushed the toilet. He got up. We fought all the way back into the ring and kept on going. So we went after a little bit more. And finally, I bowed him out. Gave him his black belt, and all he could do was say, thank you, sir, and then collapse on the ground from exhaustion. All total, he fought for almost two hours. It's just a few minutes shy of two hours. He was a perfect example of strength and perseverance and displayed that never-say-die attitude that I love to see in black belts. And I'm honored to have given him a black belt. Scott passed away a while back, and he left a big hole in the people's lives that he he affected. He was a one of a kind guy, and uh, there'll never be another like him.